Thank you for checking out this message from Spring Mount. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmountcf.co.uk or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. Why not subscribe to our monthly email newsletter? Visit springmountcf.co.uk forward slash newsletter to sign up. Oh, I'm getting tangled up again. Too many wires, too many cables. So, uh, God, ooh. doing well this morning, eh? Causing chaos. Good morning. It's um, it's great to be here. It's great to hear your voices lifting God's name in praise. So, um, just um, turn around and just see if there's someone near you who you've uh, you've you've not said hello to before, and just say hello. That's all you have to do. You can have a long chat if you want to. Okay. No, it's, it's good, isn't it? I only said to say hello. I didn't say to have a big long chat. No, come on. But that's good. It's a start, isn't it? It's a start. That's how you start. You, you start by saying hello. It's dead easy. Dead easy. And yet so often we struggle to do it. Welcome. This, this, uh, this morning we're carrying on with our series. We've been doing a series on behind the songs we sing. So theologically it might be quite simple this morning, which is good. It doesn't tax our brains too much. But actually, it's a thing we need reminding of because we often sing these songs and yet people say, I don't know, I don't know what that's all about or I don't understand that or I'm not sure about that. So that's why we're doing it. And this morning, we're looking at one we've already sung and uh, the title is Father. So I want to ask you, what examples of good dads do you know through history? Other than your own, of course, Chloe. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what examples do you know of good... I have been a, quite a good dad this week, actually. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but, you know, I fixed her mobile phone and, and then I took a car for a service in MOT. She thought it had been stolen from outside nursery, but I'd done it. And uh, so I was nearly arrested as well for stealing a car. Um, and, you know, I thought, I think I've been done pretty well this week, haven't I, Chloe? But I don't do well every week. I'm not brilliant. But what examples can you think of of good dads throughout history? None. I says, come on. Shout one out. Anybody? Atticus Finch. Atticus Finch doesn't have to, doesn't, no, it's, no, it's good, fine. Fictional characters are okay. Atticus Finch, is that out of To Kill a Mockingbird? Hey, English GC, I didn't do it for English GCC. But Noah, it says he was a good man and he saved his family. Yeah, absolutely. Abraham, father of nations, you know, he was a good man. He was obedient to God. But he wasn't, they weren't perfect, were they? No, even the fictional ones aren't perfect, are they? Because actually, none of us are. In fact, uh, one of the famous dads in history is Homer Simpson. And one of his words of wisdom to his children was, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is, never try. <laughs> I, heard another man say, I heard another man say, I gave my dad £100 and told him to buy something that would make his life easier. So he, he bought something for, for his wife. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I found, and the guys who went to Excel, you've seen this, but I saw it before Excel. Here's a great example of how not to be a dad. So here's a video clip just, just to show you, hopefully it'll come on. You know, you've seen the soccer dads at the side of the pitch, okay? It's going in, it's going, oh! And the thing is, actually, the dad's reaction, he actually makes his child save the first shot. You don't see the dad, but the dad is walking off going, oh, he'd let it in, you know? You can stop it now, thank you. <laughs> enough, enough. But that's not really a good dad. 
yeah, he might be helping his son be a good goalkeeper, but actually a good dad would have gone back and picked him up again and, and done it again. But anyway, <laughs> you know, Jesus himself said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only do what I see my father doing. And that's what we're to do. We're to see what God's doing and get involved. That is the commission of God, to see what God is doing and get involved. And so as a church, I believe we're seeing lots of things that God is doing. And so the challenge is get involved. That's, I can stop there this morning about Father. But God is Jesus' Father. You know, the Father is doing. God is on the move. Father God is on the move. Are we going to get involved? Are we going to be his children? You know, there are those, Jesus even said, those that have seen me have seen the Father. So as soon as we look at Jesus, a picture of Jesus, we see God. That's what it's all about. But there are three verses in the Bible that use the word Abba. And I don't mean the Swedish pop group. Okay, Abba meant, it was a more intimate way of calling your dad, dad. Some people say daddy, it was more than that. It's a closeness, it's a, it's a real person who knows their dad would call them Abba. And that's mentioned three times. So we're going to have a look at a few of those verses first of all, before we go into the actual song. Mark chapter 14 and verse 36 says this. This is Jesus speaking, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be arrested tried and crucified he's about to go through hell quite literally and Jesus says this Abba father he said everything is possible for you take this cup from me yet not what I will but what you will there's a lot in those verse that verse there's a lot in there first of all who does he turn to he turns to his dad he turns to his dad because he said you can do anything how many of us think, thought our dads could do anything you know, yeah. When we were, I've told the story before of Joel breaking something and crying and then saying to Ros, give it to daddy, daddy can fix anything. And then he realised I can't as he got older. You know, when I was a child, uh, I thought my dad knew everything and could do anything. When I was a teenager, I thought he knew nothing <laughs> and can do some things. Now that, my dad, now that I'm a dad myself, I knew that he was winging it all the time. But um, <laughs> in fact, Mark Twain said this, he said... When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in just seven years. <laughs> Perspective, yeah? Sometimes we think our dads can do anything, and then sometimes we think our dads can't. And I don't know what your example of a dad is. But I want to say to you this morning that God is not that example. If it's a bad one, God is not that example. If your dad was a good one... God is not that example either because he's better. He is better. He is a good, good father. We've already sung it this morning. He's a good father. He's a good dad. So you need to change your perspective. Don't think he knows nothing, but actually he knows everything. He is a good father. So what does Jesus say to his dad, the one that he's most close to, the one he can call Abba? What does Jesus say to him? He says, you can do anything if you can take this off me. Jesus the one who came to die for you, for me, Jesus, the saviour of the world, Jesus, the son of God, says to dad, you can do anything if you can take this off me. Don't make me go through with this. If you can, Jesus, if there's another way, God, if there is any other way to do this, then take this off me. That's what Jesus says. But then he says, but not my will. But not my will. Your will. That's what Jesus said. So I don't know if you're going through something this morning. Je Jesus was going through hell. And Jesus said to God, take it off me. 
Take it. If I, please don't let me have to go through this. But not my will. Your will. There's a song uh, at house group this week. We were talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, you know, to, when they were threatened with being thrown in the fiery furnace, and th- th- they, they said, even if our God doesn't save us, even if God does nothing to stop us from being killed, we won't bow to your gods because he is God. Even if. And there's a song by Mercy Me. Check it out. Marie last gave us it on Tuesday night. I've heard it before, but it's amazing. And the lyrics of it say this. It says... I know you're able and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. Even if you don't, my hope is you alone. So the first mention of the dad word is Jesus himself saying, Dad, don't put me through this if it's possible not to. And you might be crying out the same thing this morning. You might be saying, Dad, Father, you might know God as your Father. You might have come to Jesus. You might have come to him. And you might be saying this morning, don't put me through this. But we still need to say, but even if, even if my hope is in you alone. Even if my hope is in you alone. The second mention of this dad word is in Romans chapter 8. Four verses this time. Verses 14 to 17. They should come up on the screen. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. If you are led by him, you are his child. Yeah? He's your dad. He's your father. He's your good, good father. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. That last bit, the message version says it this way. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we are certainly going to go through the good times with him. Yeah? Dad, take it off me. But even if, my hope is in you. Yeah? That's what a good dad is there for. Not always to take, I cannot take all the pressures of life off my daughter, as much as sometimes I try. You know, I've done good this week. That's why I'm bigging myself up. <laughs> Next week it'll be a different story. She'll be slamming doors and throwing things at me, all sorts. In fairness, I actually did that and you still did that. No, anyway. Right, okay. <laughs> but the message version says we go through exactly what Christ goes through. Yeah? Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus has been there and he has said, Dad, if it's possible, but even if, if we go through the hard times, Father, take this cup, but not my will. Interestingly there, it says we are adopted into his family. And in Greek and Roman times, adoption was very common. And if you were adopted, it actually meant you were treated exactly the same as the actual children. There was no sort of disparity You got all the same rights. You got the same inheritance. So this morning, if you come into part of God's family, you have the same inheritance as Jesus. You are adopted into his family. That's not a second class version of things. You are his child. And what does it say in that passage? It says we no longer need to be afraid. Not even if the worst that can affect us. Why? Because he's a good dad. And he's a good dad. And Jesus himself said, take it off me. 
but not my will, yours. His spirit in us calls us to our dad. Galatians, the third mention says this. Galatians 4 verses 6 to 7 says this. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. No longer a slave. We are seeing people in our church breaking free from bondage, breaking free from the chains that have bound them for years, aren't we? Yeah? Somebody stopped smoking for, the, for eight days for the first time in half of their life. Okay? That's brilliant. And who's getting the credit? God. God. Not their willpower, because that's not strong enough. But God the Father is saying, I'm going to help you. It's not been easy. It's been a struggle. But actually, they've got through it so far. We need to keep praying for these people. There are people in this room who have broken free from debt, from the bondage of debt. Why? Through God. Through God and his people. Because God is using us to, to help. And he calls us children. And we say, God, you're a good father. You're a good dad. You're a good dad. He's a good, good father. There's a picture on the, on the screen of, um, I couldn't find another one, so I, I put this one up. Uh, it was on Facebook. So this is my dad and my brother, okay? So those of you who know my brother, you can see. But this is a picture of my dad and my brother. Uh, I couldn't find a good old one of my dad. I think that was probably when he was about my age. That's a scary thought. <laughs> it's a very, very scary thought. I do look younger than that, don't I? Please tell me. Yeah, please, please tell me I do. Okay, I think we've all got the same gap in our teeth, you know. My dad has given me so much, you know, I get my hair from him. <laughs> the same style, you know. I get, I get, um, I get the, I've probably got a gap in my teeth as well there, but my brother's got it more, I can see. Um, but I get my hair from him. I sound like him. You know, I sound like my dad. I'm actually a bit like him. When I, when I can sometimes when I'm studying at the front speaking, I can imagine me being a little kid listening to him doing it because he was very similar in his, in his delivery. And so I am like my dad. I have inherited so much. My dad has provided for me at times. He's blessed. He is blessed and blessed again. Yeah? He's put up with me through thick and thin. <laughs> through thick and thin, mainly thick, actually. But He's put up with me. But my dad isn't perfect. And I know my dad loves me, but I can remember a few years ago, and I think I might have shared this before, but my dad had been to a seminar in Keswick at the Keswick Convention, and he met me for a coffee, and he sat me down at a table, and my dad isn't, he does a crying voice like I do, okay? So I do a crying voice, he does a crying voice. And he started getting a bit emotional, and he said, Johnny, I just want to tell you, probably, it was probably about seven years ago, so he was in his 70s, Johnny, I just wanted to tell you that I love you. He said, I've never told you. He said, but I do. And I said, I know. I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> so do it in German. That'll help. Um, <laughs> sorry. He sat me down and said, I love you. But his dad didn't tell him. It wasn't in his family's DNA to do that. It wasn't in his family's DNA to say those words. And my dad at 70 realised, I've never told you. I said, but dad, I know you do, but it's nice to hear it. I said, I know you do, you've shown me you do. You've been an amazing dad. You have been a good dad, maybe not a good, good dad, but a good dad. 
You've done so much for me, Dad, but you've not been perfect, I know. And I'm not a perfect dad. But it, it meant something to hear those words, I love you. You look through your Bible this morning, this afternoon, this evening, this week, and the Bible is telling you from the Father in heaven, he loves you. He is shouting it at the top of his lungs. He is a good dad. He will never stop saying, I love you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He loved the world, even the world that hates him or despises him or mocks him or, or makes, a, take, you know, makes a big joke out of it all. God so loved the world. They've just not chosen him to love him back. God, we, God is saying to you this morning, I am a good dad, whatever your dad was like. Mine was great, but he wasn't perfect. And God is better. Because God says many things. As we sing this song... It says, you are loved by him. You tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. Some of us might never have been told that someone's pleased with us. We might have lived with criticism. And you're sitting there now knowing, yeah, that's me. I've grown up with that. But God says, I'm pleased with you. You are my beloved. In fact, if those men went to Excel, I'm not itching. What, what are you? Awesome. awesome. That's sign language for awesome, apparently. Not just having a scratch, okay? <laughs> if anyone starts having an itch, that's why. So if you sit there on a Sunday morning and want to encourage me, just sit there going like that. I'll never know whether you're itchy or you're saying I'm awesome, so that's fine. You are loved by him. You tell me that you're pleased. How many of us want to hear that? You know, in the last 10 years, my dad has written me emails and cards just saying, I'm so proud of you. He's pleased. That means a lot, but you know, it means even more from the creator of the universe from the God who has it all, who can give it all, and he says, I'm pleased with you. I don't condemn you. He's not some evil headmaster sitting there waiting to hit you over the head with a, with a slipper. Wherever, wherever they hit you with a slipper. <laughs> it's not allowed anymore. It was when I was a boy, that's why I'm like, obviously. I didn't get hit over the head. I didn't get hit at all, I was threatened. No, anyway, don't go there. It, read, it raised that off the podcast. All sorts of allegations, no. <laughs> yeah. You tell me that I'm pleased. I had a long day yesterday on the Cap Money Cross, so my, my brain's not quite functioning. You tell me that you're pleased. God this morning is saying to you, he's pleased. Barry is saying he's pleased with you, Barry. Yeah. Okay? No matter what the thoughts in your head are saying, God is saying, I'm pleased with you, and I love you. You know? Same to you, Debbie. Same to you, Guy. Same to you, Mark, even though you've dyed your hair, Ginger. <laughs> you know? God doesn't care. God doesn't care. God isn't seeing that. Mark, I'm allowed to say that. Mark loves me, don't you, Mark? Yeah, he does. I'm not being cruel and mean. Honest. We've got a good friendship. Don't worry, I won't pick on you if I don't know you. Honest. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20 says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the end of the age. Not only is God pleased with you, he's with you. You are never alone. You tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. Jesus said, surely I am with you to the end of the age. When's the end of the age? Has it come? No, not yet. And he's with you forever. He's pleased and he's with you forever. I will never leave you or forsake you. You cannot get away from him. You know, loneliness is the main issue that GP says fills their surgery. 
Most people going to the GPs, it's not medical, they just want someone to talk to. There are hospitals that have set up cafes where they can send people just for a chat instead of clogging up the GPs' waiting rooms. And who's manning those cafes? The church. Why? Because they know there's a good father who's always there and says, you're never alone, and I'm pleased with you. With God, the Father, we're never alone. It says in the song, you know what we need before we say a word. You know what we need before we say a word. God knows your thoughts. He knows your, your good thoughts, your bad thoughts, and he still loves you. And he still says, I'm pleased with you. I still says, you're my beloved. Psalm 139, verses 1 to 6 in the message says, God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know, when I leave and when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. This morning as we come before God, are we that amazed? <laughs> are we that amazed? Maybe some of us. Are we that amazed? Yes. Yes. Thanks. We are, because actually he goes before us, he's there behind us, he's with us, and we can't comprehend it. So what does it say in the song we sing? Love so undeniable, I can hardly speak. God's love should make us speechless, and then it should make us want to talk about it. God's love should blow us away because it's so extravagant. He loves us because he loves us. He doesn't love us because of what we do. He doesn't love us because of what we've done, because of what we're going to do. He loves us because he loves us. That's what he does. That's who he is. God is love. That's who he is. And who are we? We're loved by him. Because he is love. Perfect love casts out fear. You know, have you ever been so speechless, so overcome, you don't know what to say? Yeah? Well, his love is so undeniable, it should make us go, wow. There was a kid's song we used to sing, which was, our God is big, not small. He loves us all. He is amazing. And everyone had to freeze like that for as long as whoever led it. Because his love is amazing. It should blow us away. And do you know how we most see his love? Through one another. Through one another. Because this is how all men will know you are my disciples. If you love one another. So if his love's not blowing us away this morning, maybe we're not loving each other well enough. <laughs> his love is perfect. Some people say there is no God. Our song says his love is undeniable. His love is undeniable. We see it in action all the time. I believe we're seeing it in action in lots and lots and lots in Barrow and Furnace. The next line is the one that causes Ian Salter to have palpitations. He doesn't like the next verse. The next line says this, Peace so unexplainable, I can hardly think. And he... The implication there is that maybe you can't really think straight in terms of the logical thought. That's not what it's saying. That line is linked to Philippians 4, which says this. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Then it says, do not be anxious. It says about not being a slave to fear before, doesn't it? Because he's our dad. He's our dad. So do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace that passes all understanding, that you can hardly think about. 
because you can't understand it, you can't comprehend it. That peace will flood your life. Peace, so unexplainable. I can hardly think. Doesn't mean you've left your brain at the door to think about being a Christian. There's very far more intelligent people than me who follow God. That's not difficult, but I've got a chemistry degree, okay? <laughs> I've got to say that. I've not said it for a while. I've got to say it. The peace which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This isn't about stopping thinking logical thoughts. God is God. Is God. We wouldn't be here without him. I, can, I don't care what... You might listen to different arguments about philosophies and this. God is God. And he's greater than all those people who spout philosophies. He's greater than me. Because he is love in action. A peace that we can't understand. You know, maybe we don't have a good feeling as we come to an end. Maybe when I say the word dad or father, it sends the wrong sort of shivers down your spine. Maybe you've got a great dad. And it's easy for you to say, okay, I can see how God is a dad. I can understand that because I've got a good dad as a reasonable example. But even that example is not good enough. That example isn't good enough for God because God is the best. God is brilliant. But maybe when you hear the word dad or father, maybe it brings difficulties to mind. Maybe it brings bad experiences to your mind. You know, that, that makes God sad because actually God wants to be your dad. And he is the best. He wants to say, forget that example. I want to show you a better way. I want to show you a better father because he is a good father. He's always there. He brings peace. He adopts us, giving us the rights as his only son. And he says he is perfect in all of his ways. He's perfect in all of his ways. Because he's a good dad. He's a good dad. That's who he is. That's why we sing that song. So simple but so powerful, isn't it? And this morning as we think about God... We can remember that Jesus himself said, Dad, if it's possible, take this from me. And this morning, I believe there's many of us that are saying the same thing. But maybe we're asking the wrong person, or maybe we're asking from the wrong perspective. Maybe we need to say, Dad, take it from me if you can. If it's, what, if it's what's going to be the best for me, take it from me. If not, God... Hold my hand and hold me closer as we go through this with you. Dad, don't leave my side. Dad, I need you here. I need you to keep telling me you love me. I don't want to wait 70 years to hear it. God, Dad, I know you. I can see you in evidence. I can see you at work. I can see the God of love in your people. But Dad, I need you closer than ever before as I go through this. Because you're a good dad. I don't know where you are this morning as we finish. But God the Father chooses you and says, I want to adopt you. I want to give you everything. I want to, I want to share my all with you. He chooses you. This morning, the only question is, do you choose him? Are you willing to say, yes, I want to be part of that family? Yes, I want to be your son. Yes, I want to be able to sing, I've got a good dad. And I want to know your presence with me every day as close as possible. If that's you this morning, I want to invite you to just to, to, to stand where you are. If that's a bit of a scary thought, we're, those of us that are Christians are part of his family anyway. And we want more people in our family. 
<laughs> you know? But I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to, I'm going to pray a prayer. We gave some of these out last week. Did anyone use this last week? Yeah? Found it useful? But it simply says this. God loves us. We've all made mistakes. So Jesus died and took the punishment. The question is, will you choose to be part of his family? So this morning, if that's you for the first time, I just want to say stand. It might be nobody, but I'm going to give the opportunity. If that's you this morning, you want to give your, become part of that family, then stand where you are. I'll give it 10 seconds. But then there's another prayer I want to pray. If you want one of these, just put your hand up and we'll come around and give one of these. Okay. I do think there's another prayer need. As we go into worship, the rest of us are going to stay seated. I'm going to ask the prayer team to be at the back today. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm going to ask the prayer team to be here. So if you're in the prayer team, can you come now so that you're ready? Maybe you're one of those people who is struggling at the moment. I just want to invite you to come and pray with somebody as you say, Dad, I need you to take this from me now, but, but we need to say, even if. Even if. If that's you, I just want to invite you to come as we worship to pray. I'm going to pray and then we'll worship to finish and the kids will be in soon. But don't forget, we have a good dad whose peace passes understanding and whose ways are perfect. Amen.